Okay, welcome everybody to the second episode of The Baker and the Blocker. I'm Justin Grinnell, The Blocker. And I'm James Hammond, The Baker. And we aim every week to provide fun segments, conversations, and insights that two college students find fascinating. Well, thank you guys for all joining us today. And uh, if you'd like to join the live stream, whenever we have mm-hmm. it going. Yeah, uh, if you follow The Baker and The Blocker on Instagram, you'll be able to get notified whenever we are going live. Uh, we often post a picture about half an hour before we go live, so mm-hmm. if you catch that, then you can watch live. If not, have no worries. We always upload it on several platforms, wherever podcasts are shared after the fact. Of course. So how are you doing today, Hammy? I'm doing good. Um, you know, I made a treat for us to share mm-hmm. on I'm the excited. podcast today. Uh, do you want to go ahead and reveal that Let's now? Do it. Okay. So, so you, know, you present us. What, did, what right. did you make today? So today, I just made... Some simple classic chocolate chip cookies. The live can't really see them. I'm holding them up. They look delicious. Uh, they're just really basic, you know. I felt a little lazy today, but they are delicious. Okay. So no. I'm going to have you rate these on the two-point cookie scale because the cookie is either good or it's not. Okay. What? What's your favorite kind of cookie? Like, what is your perfect chocolate chip cookie? So, the closest thing that there is to a perfect chocolate chip cookie is the ones that Chick-fil-A sells. I love the Chick-fil-A cookies. They put oatmeal in them. That gives it, like, an additional texture that I really, really like. Do you want to open this can of worms on Chick-fil-A? I don't like Chick-fil-A. Why don't you go ahead and tell us why? What? I think their food is decent. Mm -hmm. It's decent. Their chicken sandwich, pretty good. Not bad. Popeyes, much, 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 far superior, much better. I just have to disagree. Their prices, too expensive. The prices aren't competitive. I can admit that. Yeah. I don't want to have to pay actually like $3 for someone to say my pleasure. But like, it's so good. I don't think so. I'm a quantity, we talked about this last episode. I want that perfect quantity and quality. But if I had to choose one, I'm going quantity like every time. Uh, that's just the inner fat child I was. Right. Through, but no, I get that. Mm-hmm. But like the the restaurant that I p- compared Chick Fil A to to make my point about why it's great mm-hmm. is Canes. We've talked about Canes on the show before. Canes is the ultimate quantity move, especially for the price. What okay. So you get the Caniac, I get the Caniac most of the time, mm-hmm. right? That's six chicken strips, good amount of fries, two pieces of bread, if you do that. If you don't, you're weird. Yep. And, and two, what, sauces. two sauces. And a large drink. Yeah. But that's $12. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with the Caniac, it's not just about the volume of food that you have. Mm-hmm. It's also about how many different things you can have at once. I do like that. At Chick-fil-A... It's just it's just a different mood. It's a different mood that I have to be in if I'm deciding to go there. I just if I ever have a choice, I'm never going to Chick-fil-A. I mean it'll always be one of my last choices, for sure. You know, you're entitled to that opinion. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A is not my favorite. I do love it. I admit they have good food. It's good. Not great, but it's just pretty good. I suppose. Um, it is expensive. I can't deny that. But it's just, everything there is just, it feels like it's made with love. And also, they fry their stuff in peanut oil, and I think that's the best oil to fry things in. But that's Are just me. Yes. Oh. Popeye's fries, though, might be my favorite fries. Hmm. I can't say that I've had them. But we're, I'm not counting curly fries. Curly fries are their own thing, and if they were counted, they'd be the best. But aren't waffle fries their own thing, too? Yeah, sure. What do you think about Chick-fil-A's fries? Because those are number one to me. They're waffle fries? Yeah. Number one of okay. all fast food fries. I think they're okay. I don't know. Um, okay. Anyways. So we're going to begin, start this new segment called Moral of the Story. We're just going to tell a little story, maybe from childhood, maybe from the past couple days, whatever. So I'm going to tell the story of... Oh, the goal, the end goal of yeah. the 
story. At the end of every story, we tell the moral of the story. It's just something we do mm-hmm. with our friends when we're on a long, long car ride or anything like that. So my story is how I broke my collarbone for the first time. So I used to live in this, I used to live in a room with my brother and we had the big bunk beds. And for some reason, it was really tall bunk beds. So my room, or not my room, my bed was like a foot and a half, maybe two feet from the ceiling. So it was really close. You just kind of like trapped in a little box. And I get up there one night and I think I see a bug. And it's like this long thing. And I didn't realize it was there for like 30 minutes. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there looking at it. It's not moving. I'm not moving. We're just sitting there. I'm just waiting, staring at it. Suddenly it twitches. And it's like, it's probably like 12 inches long. It's this huge centipede. I hate bugs with a burning passion in me. They scare the crap out of me. So, me being like, what, a 10 or 11, I flip out of bed fall down, <laughs> land in a laundry basket, <laughs> I break my collarbone right there, and then I just get up and run out of the room, like, yelling for my mom. <laughs> so, moral of the story, bugs suck. I also have a story for, for y'all today. Uh, last spring, I traveled to the island, or not the island, but uh, the country of Panama to mm. study abroad. Yeah, uh, It was... An amazing trip changed my life, but that's not what I'm talking about today. Uh, for the more majority of the trip, we ended up staying in a uh, sort of student center on an island that had a resort called the Red Frog Island Resort. And the thing that was unique about this this building compared to any other building that I've slept in is it had a roof. But the roof was not closed. The roof was more for uh, keeping rain out than anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, the roof would go over your head and then slant down, and there would be, like, a good two feet of open space yeah. between the edge of the roof and the wall. Mm-hmm. And that means that all sorts of things could get inside the building. Ah. <laughs> I haven't heard the story, just so you guys know. And um, one day... Oh, on this trip, there were 13 students that went. Mm-hmm. I was one of two guys. <laughs> um, so that meant that when it came to killing bugs, there was a bit of an expectation upon me and the other guy to sort of take care of it. Mm-hmm. And usually that wasn't a problem. Except for one morning, uh, I exit my bedroom door because we all have like dormed sort of you know two people to a room and there's like 20 rooms all around this the building yeah even though there's only like 13 of us i open the door and sitting there on the ground in front of the door is the largest hairiest moth i have ever seen and i i open the door and i scream like a little girl (laughs) (laughs) people come to check on me because they think that I've been stabbed to death based on my reaction and uh, you know people are like oh my gosh there's a moth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have the heart to pick it up and kill it or throw it outside or whatever neither do I so one of the dudes that worked at the resort who was making our breakfast Mm -hmm. calmly and silently walked over with a paper towel, scooped it up. Actually, I don't even think he had a paper towel. I think he just used his bare hand. Scooped it up, Mm-mm. went over to the door, opened it, and just flung it outside. <laughs> I, I can't, no. And the moral of the story is, bugs suck. That's a good one. About, uh... That's why I kind of love Minnesota. We do have like a little little snakes, little bugs over here, here and there, but nothing like you would get in South America. Oh yeah, or Central America. There was also um, another time in Panama where uh, a cockroach was hiding under my shirt. Mm-hmm. I was just laying on the ground, uh, so I left that shirt there because I wasn't going to go anywhere near that cockroach. I had never seen a cockroach before. 
<laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> wow. It was a big. Did I? I don't think I ever got to see you over the summer. Because, you know, we, you were with your family didn't want to, you know. Because so of the COVID crisis, COVID. yeah. So, over the summer, I went to my girlfriend's cabin. And went swimming in the lake. And they had these weird, like, they had jellyfish. Like, you can get jellyfish in the lake. This is just a side note. It was so cool. There's, like, balls of jelly. And you could, like, throw them at each other. Or Wait, where is this cabin? It was just up. up it's in Minnesota? Yeah. They have. There's jellyfish? Yeah. Like, freshwater jellyfish? Yeah, they're not, like, they're literally just, like, a ball of jelly. They're, like, they don't, like, swim around or anything. But... That's really cool. I don't know, but the, I that was the first time. I didn't even know that was possible. So, that was a side note. It was super cool. But I go there, and I just had a good time, and I started kind of getting, like, a little itchy. I thought I got bit a little bit. It's fine. Don't think about it. Come back. Nothing happens for, like, a week. Another week goes by. <laughs> and I start getting these, what look like spider bites, like, all over my leg. One day, it's, like, five. And then I'm like, okay, I think I have spiders. This is a problem. I go tell my mom. She's like, okay. Just, you know, we'll spray, spray your room for spiders. We did it. You know, I got the little the spray stuff. Nothing happened. Like, nothing happens. It didn't work. And then I started wearing, like, full suits to bed. Like, I was tucking my shirts, tucking my socks. And, like, I was wearing gloves to sleep. And they still kept appearing until my whole entire leg was covered in these, like, little bites. And I was like, okay, what the hell is this? So we go to the doctor. And they're like, we have no idea. But there's a chance it's COVID. What? So I was like... <laughs> They were like, yeah, it could be like a rash from COVID. It doesn't look like it, but we don't know. So I had to get like the COVID test and that was super fun. And it was negative? Yeah. Go, yeah. So how did you end up finding out it was from the jellyfish? It wasn't from the jellyfish. It, maybe, it could, it wasn't, or maybe it could have been. But So you don't know where it came from. But wait, okay. This gets better. And then it keeps happening. It keeps, they start appearing on my hands. And they cover like all of my hands. I can't pick, like, anything up. I couldn't, like, play Xbox. I couldn't work out. I couldn't do it. They were just covering my hands. Ask, like, Jose and uh, some of our friends about it. It was crazy. It was so gross. And they started, like, pussing and, like, getting all this gross stuff on it. It was horrible. It was so gross. And then after we went to the doctors, went back again probably, like, two weeks. And they were still, like, we have no idea. Like, it could be in this. I went to the dermatologist or the one they had there. And they're like, it's this weird, rare thing that you get from parasites from lakes. Oh. So, so uh, like these, hmm? so birds poop, okay? So in the, in the poop, there's like these parasites, and the parasites go in the lake, and they can't live on you. Sorry, we started technical difficulties with our, our live stream. But so, okay, it's these parasites, and they... They come out of the bird's poop, and they go in the lake, and they came, like, they went all on me. And they dig under your skin, and then they don't, like, go inside you. They can't survive, but they die, and it, like, infects your body. And so that's how I got all these bumps. And it was probably the worst thing. Like, it was so disturbing just having all of these bumps just covering me, like, coming out with pus and stuff. It was just, it was terrible. I... Like, I can't believe, like, that happened during COVID. Like, that feels like so, such a long time ago. Okay. Now, bring back to these cookies real quick. I would give them probably a 1.6 out of 2. How do you feel about them, Amy? Um, I mean, they're good. But mm -hmm. they're just chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. What? What is your perfect chocolate chip cookie? They would definitely be like the Chick Fil A cookies with the oatmeal, and okay. they're more like chocolate chunk, ideally. Well, so like, do you want like a soft, or do you want like these are a little crispier, but not like crispy? Yeah, these no? are in a great middle ground, I think. Mm -hmm. I think I do like chewier ones more, like uh, famously Sweet Martha's from the State Fair. Those are too soft. Although they're really good. Yeah. If you ever, like, save them for, like, a day or two, they're not very good, apparently. 
Hmm. But I don't think I've ever had like leftovers. Me neither. <laughs> I've oh, only right. been to the state fair once though. Ah. I, I used to go a lot when I was younger, but it just kind of stopped going. Okay, that was that was a long one. Sorry about that technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, now, are we ready for the crux of the episode? Yes. So, do you want to reveal it or should I? Well, let's talk, okay, let's talk about it. So, this segment is called Through the Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. And this is with one of our friends. We had him to make up this scenario or question. He wrote down a couple. We don't know what they are yet, but we're just going to go through them. So and we, like, dissect the whole entire thing. We teased at this yes, uh, last time. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, we are talking about something special that we had for next time. This is it. So... Without further ado, should I? Yeah, please. Let's do it. All right. So. Hmm. So I think. Oh, okay. So there's three questions here. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should just tackle them in order until we have out, or until we're going out of time. Yeah, let's go. So the first one. At what point is a tech not technologically advanced enhanced human not a human anymore? So this is like the the boat question. The uh, ship of Theseus. Yeah. Or like if you change wood. If you replace, if a ship is made out of 100 pieces of wood and you replace one piece like every week, mm-hmm. at what point is it a completely different ship? Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, obviously this is, this is a question where a lot of people could have a lot of different opinions. Mm-hmm. And... Human system here. I'm gonna unfold this so that we're able to read the first question still. Okay. okay. So it's, this is kind of like philosophical, but what makes a human a human? Right. We have definitions for both both terms. So we have a definition for a machine, and we have a definition for a human. At what point does a half human, half machine become more machine than human, or no what, longer human? What's your definition of a machine, or what is the definition of a machine? So I think uh, part of the idea of this segment is we're not going to use Google. Okay. Unless it's like a simple facts question. Yeah. Let's do um, it. But yeah. The, so I think we start by, with what kind of technological enhancements can a human even have? Okay. Are we thinking like in the future here? Like is this going? I, I think we would have to. Okay. So let's get it right out. Knock it right out. Knock it out right away. It's so like arms, legs. Everything that can get replaced, right? Easily, we can already do that, right? I think, um, what was I gonna say? Um, I like to tackle questions like this by starting with an example that is obvious, okay? So, like, a technical, a technologically advanced, enhanced human that no longer has a brain, instead has a computer. Like, if you have a computer instead of a brain entirely. I don't think you're human anymore. Yeah. That's just a computer. Right? right. Even if it's a computer sitting in a meat suit. Mm-hmm. But what if you, say, have split brain disorder, where they, like, cut your the connection of your brain, and instead there's, like, a, a weave of wires and stuff. Okay. Is that still a human? Yeah. Right, because... Okay, so we... Okay. So to be clear so far, we're saying like your body isn't what makes you human. I th- yeah, I like, think that like is... there's something I th- whether whether we're saying your brain or your soul or whatever you want to think of, that's not just your body. Right. I think most people would agree that your brain is a fundamental part of who you are because it's responsible for your memories, mm-hmm. your personality, yeah, how you interact with the world. Yeah. So what what is so, what makes someone human? I think a big part of it is um, autonomy, mm-hmm. being able to make your decisions. But that doesn't mean someone like a quadriplegic isn't a human. Okay. So, at what point? I think your brain uses electrical current and patterns and sensory information to run algorithms Mm -hmm. and that determines your behavior 
Because uh, in my psychology class, we watched a thing where um, there's a a box with two buttons and a light, and it, you hook yourself up to like one of those like electrode things, mm-hmm. and um, you look at the buttons and you decide which one to press, and the goal is to press the button before the light for that button turns on. Okay, and it can. It will light up that button that you're about to touch every single time before you touch it. Is this like a real thing? Yes. Actually, I think I saw it on Vsauce, on Minefield. Oh, it's okay. YouTube I, Red Show. It hooked up to your head. Okay, I didn't... Right. I didn't know. I forgot that. So, before your conscious mind knows what you're going to do, your brain does. I mean, that makes sense, right? It's, it's just weird, though, because like the people who were doing it were so shocked that... The button or the machine knew which button they were going to press every single time before they even knew. Yeah. Like, even if they tried not to think about which one they're going to do and just act on instinct, they couldn't do it. There was no scenario where the person could hit the button before the light turned on. Okay. I think this is cool what we're getting at. How does this answer our question? Right. So, <laughs> if you're okay, if you're wondering what the question is for the live stream, is at what point is a technicot? technologically enhanced human not a human anymore right and i was just talking about how there exists a machine that when hooked up to your brain can decide what you're gonna do before your conscious mind understands it Mm -hmm. so that that tells me that your brain makes decisions before you make decisions what isn't that the same thing though like if i I don't like but what it, you said it, you said it's like making that decision for you. I think it's just more just knowing the decision for you because bef- the like whatever the electricity and the neurons in my brain can move faster than my all the muscles that need to move for me to move my arm into the light. But the light turns on before you even make a decision. Before you even you, like you haven't even decided which button to hit yet and the light turns on. Well like, then right as you go for it. At the same time. Well, yeah, that, that still makes sense, though, right? Because if there's no way I'm going to... By the time I'm about to click a button, my brain already knows I'm going to click that button. I'm not just, like... My body isn't just moving freely. Right. Throughout, like... But how... How can... Um, my point is... Your brain isn't as connected to your consciousness as you might think. Okay. At least that's the point that Vsauce was trying to make in the video. Okay. Sorry, I should say Michael Stevens. He doesn't really go by Vsauce when recording Minefield. He doesn't? I, he introduces himself as Michael and stuff. I love Vsauce. I do too. So, I don't understand most of their videos, but like I love... <laughs> like I usually get one or two things right. Like out of it, and it's like, whoa. <clears throat> but, so maybe... But my point is, so since your consciousness isn't as connected to your brain signals mm-hmm. themselves maybe the brain isn't the answer to this question okay so then so far if we said it's not the meat suit okay your body and if it may not be the brain then what is it so let's just say there is a robot in the future mm-hmm. that you can have your brain surgically removed and placed into yeah is that still human i would say so is it still you yeah because what it what if your I mean obviously we don't know how your brain would react to such a traumatic experience yeah but, but if we're, it if would, we're just presuming that it works like everything works but your nervous system goes all throughout your body but we're just saying your brain is hooked up to like the electric current or the electric wires inside the robot suit okay well so if I if I had my mom and I and like I know I love my mom, and I put my brain into a robot. In that robot, one I still love my mom. Like, wouldn't that? I mean, we don't know. Yeah, obviously we don't know. But like, what? I think it would because your memories are stored in your brain. So then that I feel like that still makes that would make me a human. So. Hmm. Okay. What if your brain was cut in half and somehow attached? To half of like a robot brain, like a computer. Yeah. So whatever functions are capable of like your left brain, because there are different centers located on each brain, mm-hmm. um, 
let's say the memory half is in the right half or whatever. Yeah. I don't know exactly which one, but let's say you're putting the non-memory half into a robot with a computer. So you don't have your memories, but you do have everything you've learned that's stored on this half. So we're saying it's like a perfect world where all your memories are gone. Because obviously that's not... That, right? I don't that's think how that's how the brain works. Like, yeah. Even if all of our basic memories are gone, I feel like still a lot of our subconscious is still there. Like how we do things, how we, I don't know. Right. I mean... I just think, I think there's a tipping point. I guess that's what we're getting to. Like you said, half and half. Or like memories lost. I think there's like a tipping point of where it becomes robot. But it's like, what if it's just 1% brain and 99% robot? Right. Is that still human? Yeah, especially, like, what if the part of the brain is just, like, responsible for eyesight? Yeah. That's not a human to me. Mm-hmm. But what if we go in the other direction? You have your brain. Yeah. You have your meat suit. Okay. But we are living in a world where it's possible to augment the brain. You, like, put a chip in your brain, and all of a sudden, you're some expert fighter or something. I think that's still human. That's just, like, an enhancement. That's like, okay. Like they have the chips. They have the chips you can get in your ears, so you can listen to music like straight into your head. Mm. Why? It, it's just like obviously way more advanced and way. What if you cut out? Some again in a world where this is possible. Yeah, yeah. You cut out the memory center of your brain and replace it with someone else's. So all of a sudden you have a completely different set of memories. But that's someone else's memories, right? Yeah. And that person's a human? Mm-hmm. But the rest... Oh, I guess, I guess my question is more, are you still you? Maybe? I don't like, know. I guess... It, someone think, with amnesia is still them. Yeah. Okay, what if you're not putting in a human brain? What if you're putting in, like, a computer chip? Yeah. That has a bunch of memories stored on it, like fabricated memories. I I don't know. I that's probably still human. I guess we're still trying to struggle with the fundamental question, what is a human? Mm-hmm. Maybe it would help if we answered what is a machine. I think that won't help us though, really. What? Cuz humans are a machine, aren't they? Are they? I don't know, since we can't look at the definition of machine, <laughs> I'm not delusional. <laughs> I just, I mean, maybe... One, uh, one interesting thing, one of the people in the live stream commented was, like, how much RAM? Like, how much RAM does, like, a human brain actually have? Like, how... I don't know, that's just, like... I don't, I don't think you can measure it like that. I don't know specifically the function of RAM in a computer. I don't know either. But I don't think the, the human has randomly accessed memory. A random access memory. Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Didn't know that. Well. It, are we good on that question? I feel like we're stumped. Maybe maybe in a later episode we can come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can do a little research. Maybe, maybe we'll have an episode at what point does a technologically enhanced human become a machine. Mm-hmm. All right, you can read the next question. Oh, boy. We got some hard-hitting ones. These ones are more... A little more, I don't know, philosophical. Okay. Okay. If you were a police officer, would you arrest a man stealing bread because his family was starving? Okay. Uh, this one is really easy for me. I, I have an answer, too. I don't know. I would, yes, I would let him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're a police officer in real life, you have a job. Like, you know, you're, you may be a different person than I am. But uh, due to my views about capitalism and the way our society works, I would very easily let him take the bread. And I would not feel that. I would not even think about it. Okay. If I was a police officer, I wouldn't arrest him, but I'd go up to him and, like, offer to buy the bread for him or offer things. Like, what What does he need? Like, is his family... Mm-hmm. Like I said, our friend Carter, thank you for this question. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Like, wrote these quite like, 
if his family's starving, I think I'd try to find a way to help his family. But I definitely wouldn't arrest him. Yeah, that one's not um, difficult for me. I would yeah. have no issue helping him out or just letting him go. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a, that was a pretty easy one. Mm-hmm. I'll read the last one. Right. A boat is sinking, and there's one more seat on the lifeboat. Do you pick to take a 22-year-old crack addict or a 50-year-old priest? That's a good question. But the way I'm coming to my answer, and I haven't came to my answer yet, has nothing to do with the information I've been giving. Been right. given. It doesn't matter to me that one person's a crack addict and one person's a priest. And it doesn't matter to me that one's older and one's younger. Mm-hmm. What about you? So what's, what's your answer? I haven't thought about it. We'll, we'll talk about it, but I want to hear your initial thoughts. Hmm. Don't. So, boat is sinking. There's one seat on the lifeboat. Do you pick to take 20-year-old... Okay, so they're both asking to be on the boat. I would assume so. Hmm. There is a world where I'd give up my seat so that they can both go. That's what I was kind of thinking of, too. I don't know. It's, uh... Oh, gosh, I said something about Wyatt. I forgot something. There's gotta be a way. I mean, I would probably settle on... Like... I'd make them flip a coin. Have you... Have you ever listened to Radiolab? No. So there's this like, pretty famous podcast. And they did this... This episode, I think it was called... Like, Becoming God, or like, Choosing God... And it was about Hurricane Katrina and these this one specific hospital where they didn't have enough like oxygen to save people. So, like the whole hospital's flooded, they're out of power, they're they've been in there for like a couple days and there's no help at all. Oh, it's called Playing God, Playing God. Playing God by Radiolab. And so they have to decide who's gonna die, basically. Or do they euthanize these people? So I think they they had like some people this like one guy it was I want to I don't know where it was Louisiana New Orleans yeah so so it was there and they had like some patients who were like pretty obese or overweight and so and who were a little (laughs) bit older and they decided to basically euthanize them like with this morphine I think it was they like I don't know they didn't say it like outright, but it was like many nurses saw them, saw the doctors walking in the room with like a large amount of like morphine and everything like that, and he died like that day. And apparently, this happened a couple other times in there. So then, then the whole rest of the episode was about like them going to different states, Radio Lab, and like the reporters, and to, I think it was like Maine, and they went there and they were trying to decide like what they do if this happens. Who do they save? And, like, how do they decide who to, who to save and, like, what order? So it was, like, one of the options was, like, a priest. Like, in our question. Or, like, some young priest with, like, a family or this, like, 30-year-old criminal who's been in jail for, like, 10 years. And who were they supposed to save first? And no one could come up with, like, any type of answer at all. Like, it was just, at the end of it, they were like, we don't know. We just have to choose. Yeah. And just whoever, whoever gets it, gets it. This is one of the things that I don't like about hypothetical crisis situations. The way my brain is acting right now looks nothing like how my brain would act in an actual crisis. Yeah. So it's hard. Like like I said earlier, there's a world where I would give up my seat so that they can both go. I highly doubt that my brain in crisis mode would act like that. Yeah. That's just my first thought here. Well, if this happened in like real life... I would, wouldn't you think you'd try to fit both people on the boat and end up killing like everybody? Yeah, maybe there's just—I mean, there's only one life jacket left, but you're gonna try and live yeah, without a life run. jacket. <laughs> um, what if we reinvented the question a bit? So there's one spot left in this lifeboat, and there's a coast guard 
shit on the way. Like they, you called on the phone or whatever, but it's going to be 15 minutes. Which one do you make wait? And maybe there's like a 50% chance that they don't, they don't make it. I don't think this changes the question for me at all. I think you have the same answer. I don't know. Do you have an answer? Flip a coin. Right. I think you, you find a way to decide. Just rock, paper, scissors. Just... And we're back. Sorry about the delay. We've been having technical difficulties. Uh, we apologize if you were tuned into the live version of this episode. However, we are going to be unable to continue with the live stream at this point. <laughs> so we are going to finish this episode as a recording, and it will be available on all platforms where podcasts can be enjoyed. Okay. Back to the question. So I think the whole, no matter what we word the question, I think it's just about like who you choose if, if you're going to rank someone to like live or die. Yeah. Obviously, this is a terrible question, but you're going to have to, or you just do chance, or you just do rock, paper, scissors. Right. I I don't like like rock, paper, scissors, or like having them play a game, because I don't want anyone to feel bad about their gamesmanship, and that's why they died. So you just got to let the fates decide, I feel. How? How would you do Flip it? a coin, or spin as... a bottle. Okay. The, the same thing. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not choosing based on their quality. Like... It's not important to me the choices they've made so far. It's more important about the choices they'll make yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I just don't think you can really make that choice. Because like, you could say it maybe from like this hypothetical view. Like, oh, it's this priest in this crack addict. Obviously, take the priest. You could take that side, but maybe... Yeah. Um, if you were... Priest is one of the 6% of priests that molest children. So If you forced me to pick based on the information you gave me... I would pick the 22-year-old because he has more life to live. Yeah. I think if I had to choose for a reason, that would be my reason. It would just be who has more years to live. And also, what what kind of boat has a crack addict and a priest and me on it? Maybe you guys are all in jail. <laughs> Maybe the priest is part of that 6%. Maybe you're in jail for, I don't know. What would you be in jail for? Tax fraud? <laughs> if I'm going to jail, I'm going to jail. I'm doing it a hundred percent. What do you mean? Like I don't know. You're if you're going if to jail, I, yeah. You're going if to I jail. know, like I'm already screwed. I'm just I'm diving in. You're I'm, gonna go on like a crime spree? No, not a crime spree. <laughs> but like, you have you seen? You know the Wolf of Wall Street? I know of it. I haven't seen it. Even still, oh my god. So in that movie, he's like he could make a deal and rat out his friends and stuff in company. And still have like millions and millions of dollars. Instead, he's like, no, screw that. You know what I'm He's like, I'm not leaving. That scene? Uh, no. Don't you know. don't know the scene. Like, you know what? <laughs> it's going I'm over not my head. I'm leaving. So, in that. I mean, I like, get it, but like. He's just going, screw it. I'm taking on the SEC. And like. So, you go for broke. Yeah, I'm going for it all. But what would you do? What? How would you go for broke? <sighs> Maybe I was like mandated not to make a podcast. You know what? I'm not fucking leaving. Do you have something to tell me? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I've been banned from recording podcasts in 40 states. Wow. Why? Because they're that bad or what? <laughs> That's for you guys to decide. <laughs> you, the home listener. Yeah, go watch The Wolf Washer. I don't know how you would love The Wolf Washer. I'm sure I would. I just haven't gotten around to it. I love it. it. The Quaaludes scene you've ever seen in there is so fun. Oh, Quaaludes. That's something we could talk about for a couple hours. What do you What do you want to talk about? They don't exist anymore unless you get them from, like, Africa. Maybe that's how we go for broke. Buy a bunch of Quaaludes. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's our answer. I would... If, if you're forcing me to choose based on the information I'm given, I'm choosing the person with more life to live. I agree. Uh, if I don't have to do that, then I'm flipping a coin, spinning a bottle. I'm letting chance decide. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not choosing based on the lives they've lived. I wish we would have disagreed more on these. You know. Maybe. Would have made it more interesting. All right. So, so do you want to move on to serial draws? Yeah. So it's time for our next segment. We are going to do a game of serial straws, serial draws. If you don't know what serial straws are. 
They're like straws made out of cereals, as we mentioned last time. Weird ass thing that was in our childhood. Yep. But they were cool, I guess. And then cereal draws. Cereal with an S. Drawing from this Yeezy, we're going to draw a random if statement. Yeah. I don't want that one. Wow. That could have been... I think that was mine, too. I don't want that no. one either. Oh. All right. We're going with this one. Okay. So, I'm going to read our first cereal draw. I think we'll have time for two or three of these. Okay. Let's get into it. This is one of yours. If nuclear war breaks out, and you have to hide in a bunker with only one meal, I think what, it says. what would it be? So when I say meal, I mean like one food. Not meal. No. Actually, do you want, what, what, what one do you want to do? So is it like a, like a billion copies of one meal? We're going to do one... Uh, yeah, we'll do a meal. We'll do a meal. It, it just like within, you can't have a meal of a feast. Yeah, you get like a, you get a, a two course meal. You get a dessert and a main plate. You don't know. Let's do food. Let's do food. So can I do a caniac combo? How many years did you last eating off a caniac combo? Like before you die of like heart failure. I mean, what if you only eat one a day? Would that slow it down? A Kenya combo has like 2,800 calories in it. Yeah. I mean, that's like a... a... But it's still fried chicken, yeah. fried food, and fried bread. And like butter. Yeah. <laughs> butter, butter. And the sauce. The sauce is... <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, that would probably be my answer though. Especially if I have like a pump thing of the cane sauce. And like just a bunch of like laminated bags. Mm-hmm. I, you want me to tell a story? I have a little story about the bags full of sauces. Oh my! So last summer I volunteered at this camp, and I was, I was me and James over there, different James on this one. We're at this camp volunteering, and I was a server. So we you know just obviously bring out the food to all the kids and everything like that, and it was awesome. They chant for you, you know, get some free T-shirts from. Food, food. Yeah, I have tons of stories we can tell from there. But so, we always had to fill the ketchup up. And if you don't know, when you get to tell your restaurant and stuff like that, they just come in these huge bags that are probably like, I don't know, like 10 pounds of ketchup. <laughs> and it's, I love ketchup, as I told last time. It's like my favorite thing in the world. I love it on everything. And you have to put it in this like little thing in the dispenser. And the first time I get up there and me and this other girl putting it in there and the bag just explodes. <laughs> I'm just like raw like just ketchup like that in such a big quantity is horrible did you lick her clean <laughs> I did not I did not did you lick yourself clean? no I couldn't <laughs> ketchup raw is so gross but it what you gave it a 13 out of 13 on the condiment scale we talked about this the condiment scale is with other at least my condiment scale is with all so foods. it's perfect with a fry but it's not perfect with, with just on its own yeah so you wouldn't eat, like, a spoonful of ketchup? No, but I have. You can't say you love ketchup if you wouldn't eat it raw. I've done it before. I'm, I'm not saying you have to. I wouldn't eat any sauce raw like that. So you're a fake. What? That doesn't make me a fake to, sauce To lover. me, a 13 out of 13 on the scale means you love it. I do. I love ketchup. Not enough to eat it plain. We have different scales here. This is the real... My it, okay, if some if if it is a perfect condiment, yeah, it better be perfect. But the thing of my no flaws, my perfect condiment. I don't care if I can eat it just totally honestly. But you gave it a perfect score, yeah. I meaning there's perfect. no flaws, yeah, and yet there is a glaring flaw. Clearly, that's a, that's a flaw in your condiment rating. My condiment rating is just it's on food. It's a condiment, right? But. It, if something is perfect, that means it, it it has nothing wrong with it. There's nothing you wouldn't do with it. I just food I related. Wouldn't, I wouldn't eat any sauce. Plain. Then so there just, is no thirteen out of thirteen for you. For me, it is the third. This is yours. You we can did, talk. We have separate scales in, here. Okay. You did not invent the thirteen point condiment scale. Pretty sure I did. Scientists invented. You just okay. stole it from them. Okay. No, I'm not, done talking, get... I'm not done talking about it. What do you want to talk about? I, I'm saying, 
How can you rate it a 13 out of 13 if you wouldn't lick it off of yourself? Sure, I'd lick it off myself. Did you, though? No. I'm in front of, like, a hundred people. And, like, mainly girls. I'm not just going to sit there licking myself. It's like a cat. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. Like, that that would be a good idea to me. I... That's just... That's your opinion. That's your idea. <laughs> I don't... I don't even know what to say to that. Okay, whatever. How do we get here? Uh, you talked about how you put the ketchup in the thing and it exploded. And I asked you if you licked it off of the girl that was helping you. And you said no. And I asked if it, you licked it off yourself. And you said no. I did have a crush on that girl. That was kind of awkward. Were you embarrassed? No. No, because we both spilled it. Like, I, it was more, she was, like, putting it in there, and I was, like, supporting it. So it was, like, you know, it wasn't just all my fault. <laughs> what? ketchup is so I so you wouldn't ketchup eat, every day you wouldn't eat her off a spoon no okay i'll drop it yeah now i'm now i'm a married man except i'm not married you're spoken for yep okay so my, these, where, oh. the meal the meal question oh yeah i completely forgot about that so my my answer would be a caniac combo i might go like I think if you asked me this like two years ago, it'd be like chicken wings. Hmm. Cause, do you get all the sauces? Of course. Well, do you? You wrote this. I don't know. What 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 are we gonna decide here? I was. It's I, up to you. Okay, let's let's change the question. Just one food. One food. No sauces. No condiments. Yeah. Uh, no, you can get condiments. But you only you only get the basics. So you get. Ketchup, mustard, barbecue, ranch. Okay. And hot sauce. Well, because I know that's your favorite. Well, hot sauce. I don't think they're... I mean, I would either go some sort of fried chicken, like chicken tenders. Yeah. Or garlic cheese bread with some marinara. You get the marinara too? I feel like if we're going with the basics, I think it's the basic accompaniment for whatever. Okay. If I am building a nuclear bunker with only garlic cheese bread, I'm bringing some goddamn marinara. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I mean... Uh, I don't know how to add to that. I'd, I'd probably go like a steak. Oh, really? Yeah. Pre-cooked? <laughs> so do I, get a, do I have a grill down there? Well, you wouldn't tell me the best way to cook a steak last time, so I'm just oh, I assuming. Don't know. I haven't cooked a steak like that. Like I don't, I don't, I literally, I don't make steaks at home because I don't want to, I don't want to screw them up. And I work at a restaurant, so I get free steaks. So I just, you know, whatever they give me, I take. Okay, so if you were in this bunker and you had to prepare your steaks, which method would you use to prepare them? So do I have a grill in an oven? I'm asking you to choose between a grill and an oven and a stovetop. I'd probably go... I'd choose to have a stovetop, because I can do more things with that. But you only have one food, so... Actually, yeah, you're right. Probably grill, then. Yeah, I like some grill marks. Thing is, uh, charcoal briquettes count as their own food, so you would have to choose between that or the steak. Okay. I'm, I'm just kidding. Should we do another one? Um, How much time we got? About 10 minutes left. 10 minutes? Do you think we can get through another one, or should we do, like, favorite stuff of the week? Oh, no, we can definitely do another draw. Okay. Um, where did the Yeezy go? Oh, it's right, it's right there. Justin is taking care of his dog for a second. I'm going to draw the next cereal draw. He's not inside the room right now, so I can do whatever I want, and he would not know. Oh, hey, Justin. What? I think I drew another one of yours. Sweet. Oh, okay. 
I think this will probably be a basketball one. So do you want to read it or should I? Yeah, let me do this. All right. I'm, this is my favorite question so far. Okay. Because I, I know his answer to this question, but I need it on the record. Oh, gosh. If you were Gerson Rosas, the general manager of the Timberwolves, and you had the first overall pick, who would you take? How do you know my answer for this? You don't know. Oh, what? Okay. So who's in contention for it? So far, it's probably it's just two or three people. James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, and Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. So, Who are you taking if you're the Timberwolves? Wait, do I have to take someone? Yeah, you have to draft somebody. With the first pick? Yeah, with the first pick. No trades, no nothing. You just get them. Between those three... I think the one with the greatest potential is LaMelo Ball. However, that's not who I would pick. But, I mean, okay, if I were Gerson Rosas, I wouldn't use the first pick. I would trade it. Okay. Well, let's say you have to take somebody. If I have to take someone, I mean, between those three, we both agree Anthony Edwards is a bust. Wait, what? That's what you said the other day. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought you said you want Anthony Edwards. I did in the past. What? What? No. What happened? You're changed. Oh, my gosh. This is why I wrote this whole question. Two, James Wiseman said he doesn't want to go to the Timberwolves. Yeah. And three, I don't like him. I mean, I like LaMelo as a guy. He's a cool guy. But I don't want him on my team. I don't want the media circus. I don't want LaVar Ball all over the Timberwolves. I don't want him saying, we got to trade that that bum cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think there's a good pick between those three. Because you're not drafting a player that doesn't want to play for you. I think Anthony Edwards is a bust, and I don't want the media circus. Okay. So, like, probably three weeks ago, when we talked about this, you said Anthony Edwards was your first pick. Yeah. What changed since then? So, I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, I learned that he's... He's the closest prospect to Andrew Wiggins since Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins is a massive bust. Mm-hmm. But. He has a lot in common with him. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Because I, I feel the same way as you. This is my whole argument before. Is I don't like Anthony Edwards. As a guy, he seems really cool and seems hardworking. Nothing against him. But his shot selection at Georgia, probably the worst ever for a prospect. It, it's in contention. His shooting is not good. Uh, and his finishing is not that good for being as athletic as he is. But that's obviously something that can be improved upon. If you're listening to this uh, as a non-basketball fan, uh, the shooting thing, Anthony Edwards is not a great shooter, and the Timberwolves team is built on, around the concept entirely of shooting as many threes as possible. And that just would not be a good fit in our system. So I think this is a little bit of a philosophical debate on, if you're not a basketball fan or just new to it, it's would you rather have Anthony Edwards, who's the insanely athletic, highlight making, he is like just raw power and explosiveness, and it's crazy. Just like see him as a person. He's like 230 pounds, like 6'5", just a ball of muscle. Or would you rather have LaMelo Ball, who's 6'7", 6'8", He's actually 6'6". Six, six. So like 6'6", six, six, he has some of the... He's by far the best passer in the draft, the best IQ. But he's really skinny. He's not that great on defense. We don't know how much he loves basketball. That was a problem with Andrew Wiggins. He just doesn't like basketball. And I think that's been pretty proven. Like if he had a choice, he wouldn't have done it, but he's made millions upon millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I think it's different. And I think it's just... A debate on who would you rather have? Because I think... It, for me, it's Lamelo. Okay. I agree with you because I think passing is such a pivotal point. And if you can have... I think just his ability... Because I don't think Anthony Edwards will ever get to his potential where his body could take him. Just because he just isn't like that. His shooting isn't good enough and it just has to be. What, what really worries me about Anthony Edwards is... Uh, he's hailed as an elite defensive prospect. Mm-hmm. But that's mainly because of his athleticism. Yeah. And that is the same story with Andrew Wiggins. He was supposed to be a lockdown defender, 
who would develop an offensive game in the NBA. And it was it ended up being he had an offensive game and no defensive skills at all. Mm-hmm. And in the NBA, a lot of since everyone is a world class athlete, a lot of defense is just effort. Yeah. If you don't care, you're not gonna play good defense. There's no one that's accidentally good at defense. Mm-hmm. So the thing with Anthony Edwards is a lot of the things that they're saying about him sounds a lot like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I think if you looked at like Anthony Edwards' like 10 best plays, you would think he's the second coming of Dwayne Wade. Yeah. So I think that's where... I don't think he should fall out of like the top 30 because I think the whatever 2-3% chance that he reaches his potential and becomes a way better ball handler, better passer, better finisher, and a better effort on defense I do think he has the ability to be a good defender but he was you had like 30% usage rate at Georgia and if you don't know what that means it's like you're the person ending the play in either a shot a turnover that's or, it yeah that's it just a shot or a turnover so he was the one ending the play like that most of the time and that's super high for a college player yeah so his defense just had to take a hit you can't run that much do that much all the time you you know what I would do if I if I could do whatever I want with the first pick. I'm trading down to the fifth spot or the sixth spot. I'm taking Denny Avija out of Israel. Why? Playmaking, athleticism, shooting, defense. International player. He's an international player in Israel, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. I I like him sort of I don't think he'll be very good in the NBA. I don't think his athleticism is good enough. But I think he can develop it. He could develop into a good player, I think. This is me, James Hammond, going on record. I believe that Denny Avija will be the best prospect in the upcoming NBA draft. Really? The, the whole draft? The entire draft. He will be the best prospect. Wow. This is me going on record. I... I don't know who I think is going to be the best, but if I had to choose, I'm taking Lamelo. I'm taking that five percent chance that him at his best could be so good. Yeah, and I think more teams need to do that. Take the absolute highest upside player, especially with the top three pick. Yeah, I think I don't think you can go wrong, or you can go wrong with the Lamelo pick, but I'm avoiding him because I don't want all that extra attention. Because usually, when the media does decide to pay attention to Minnesota sports, it doesn't end well. We saw that the last time uh, Jimmy Butler was in Minnesota. We saw that uh, every time the Vikings have changed quarterbacks. Uh, we've seen it a lot. Yeah. Cynthia Fowles winning MVP of the WNBA, losing the championship. It, it doesn't go well, and it doesn't serve us well. well. I guess, but I don't think that should stop us from getting the best basketball player we can. If you're trying... To compete for a championship. That's true. If you just want to sell tickets and have a pretty cool guy on your team, sure, go Anthony Edwards. I mean, how do you how do you start D'Angelo Russell and Lamella? Well, I think, for me... I, and Cat. Yeah. I, defense is going to be bad because Cat just isn't good at defense, at least not yet. D'Lo, I like a lot, and he's the reason I'm a Nets fan. But I don't. I think he's extremely overrated. I think he's like the fifteenth best point guard in the league. Really? Yeah. That's pretty bold. Yeah. He has a lot of skill. No athleticism though. He can't play defense. He can't really shoot. He can't shoot a mid range. And he's he's probably a top ten passer. Though, I'll give him that. He's very hot and cold with his shooting. Yeah. When when he's on, he looks fantastic. He's like it's the debate would you rather have he's a mediocre number one I think so if he's going to be handling the ball for your team all the time you're going to win maybe 40 games if you have a good team around him but no matter how good the team is around him you're I don't think you can ever get to 50 plus wins and I always want to go for the ceiling raisins razors over the floor raisers that makes sense and it is with that thought that we are going to conclude the second episode of The Baker and the Blocker. Mm-hmm. 
We hope you guys enjoyed listening. Thank you, guys. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram if you want notifications about when we're going live. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed. Thank you, guys. <laughs>